Welcome to Unmuzzled Chat. I'm James. Happy Monday to everyone. Oh my goodness. This has already been such a humbling experience as I replay those previous episodes. Even to myself, it's just like, oh my gosh. Spit it out, dude. And then how I get caught up in these tangents and I don't bring it back. I can't even effectively finish a story or this or that. I'm so sorry. Like, bear with me. Hopefully, today's episode will bring some clarity to you as to the actual battles I've been facing and with this disease I'm faced with. And so, today's topic essentially is going to be Lyme disease. And I'm really excited to um, dive on in. Love your thoughts on this uh, second flag we have hanging up here, if if it's too much. But uh, shout out to Scott. He may have just involuntarily slash voluntarily donated this to Unmuzzled. We'll see. But uh, he made a point like, hey, this could clean things up. But it is also hiding our door. Now, I don't know if you know or have figured it out, but this is a mobile studio. This is slash my hunting rig, camping rig, uh, to, to get out with, slash home at times. Uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts on that. If it's getting too busy or... Uh, anyway, so let's dive on in. I hope I can effectively walk through my experience, but also some more information on just not Lyme, but symptoms, you know, some of the testing that's out there, doctors, clinics, treatments, and also some information sources that, you know, you could, you could look into because, uh, Western medicine, in fact, would have you believe that Lyme isn't even that big of a deal, that it's really easy to treat. And through some basic, uh, antibiotic drugs can knock it right out. And that's not necessarily true. It's true to an extent, supposedly, those that have it fresh within their body, like just were bitten, just got Lyme uh, in their body, so it's going around the bloodstream, antibiotics are effective and they can knock it right out. However, once it effectively goes past the bloodstream and starts getting into tissues antibiotics don't touch that so that could be two three weeks or a month or two down the line where you may have a potentially positive reaction to antibiotics but it's not eradicating it from your system because the spiral keat is there's no limitations it seems on where this stuff can can go, like throughout your body, it can burrow itself into tissues, pass a blood-brain barrier, even uh, even burrow itself into ligament tissue and even bone marrow. So, yeah, your basic antibiotic isn't gonna do diddly. Um, but anywho, you asked me about Lyme over three years ago. I would have been like pretty typical response in that come from ticks it's about all I really knew I didn't know much more than that I think I knew it could have impacts and it was hard to eradicate that some people actually uh once they have it they kind of fight it for life and that's about all I knew that in and of itself becomes extremely concerning to me now knowing what I know now is like, why, why, why is it I didn't know more until I personally was afflicted? Why is it so many don't know much of anything regarding Lyme until someone they dearly love is afflicted? That's a problem. And I believe there to be some reasons that make a lot of sense as we go into the topic is as to why that is um now <clears throat> as i looked into lime 
and learned more and more once I had my positive diagnosis going on three years now, which completely uprooted my life and changed changed the very trajectory I was on um, to pretty much a full-time job. I really didn't have a choice, though, because it actually became chronic and completely encompassing and debilitating. I was not functional. I couldn't function. I was pretty much bedridden. And it's interesting. Some weeks, some days, some months were better than others. But man, the ones that got bad got bad. And it became a, not just a day by day or hour by hour, it was a moment by moment, second by second, white knuckling, just miserable existence. There was literally no quality of life. And I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy or none of you. Oh my goodness. So to me, and walking in those shoes and experiencing that, it's like, well, oh, hit the microphone. Why don't you, James? But uh, it became, or, or, or yeah, like, so, hmm, tripping up on words here. Important. It became incredibly important. Like, that we raise the awareness on how bad this can be. And as I've also learned more about it, Another question that became important to me is upping the, well, A, like, well, how common is it? If this can actually kill and become life-threatening in and of itself, um, how common is it? And it's way more common, and we'll go over that information, than we're all aware of. So true epidemic levels, even, straight from the mouths of many doctors and people that are in the know. And I would... 100% say epidemic levels personally from what I know Uh, far more not just Americans but people worldwide in fact are struggling with Lyme and don't even know about it so come to find out as I learned more my whole life started making sense because I grew up on the east coast and it almost was a ritual as kids like in our Pennsylvania we had some acres and we would just be running around in the forest. It became a ritual where we would be coming home like picking ticks off of each other. It was just another day, not thinking anything about it. So some of these doctors, upon my diagnosing, are like, have you ever had a tick on you? And I'm just like, as a kid, when didn't I? I had ticks all the time. So that is kind of what led these Lyme literate doctors is to recommending finally for the first time in my life uh looking into Lyme disease and 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 uh getting some diagnosing there so let's jump to the actual testing the original testing because because western medicine has their own that I have actually done even after my Lyme positive diagnosis that came back negative because their markers are intentionally seemingly they're just not effective testing for for properly diagnosing Lyme it's 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 incredible but specifically so there are all these specialty labs and even these can the markers can be can be tricky to really hone in on the Lyme within the body because the Lyme itself it's not the only thing. It, it, every it, Lyme is never by itself. It's not just the spiral key. It, there's a whole slew of co-infections that come along with it. So it's a whole package deal. But anyway, the Igenex, uh has specialty uh, Lyme testing in the tune of, and of course, insurance, Western medicine, what have you. It, it doesn't go towards this. So this is out of pocket. Uh in this specific test, I believe I was around $1,400 out of pocket just to see. I was like, all right. But I, I was kind of knocking on death's door there where something had to give. 
like truly I couldn't continue um something had to give I don't know why this camera wasn't flickering a minute ago and here it is flickering let me try to see if I can maybe that'll help I'm so sorry we're gonna we're gonna up things here at the studio better and better at some point but uh yeah there's kind of a budget and obviously importance just getting uh this content out that we're not gonna let 4k video or what have you stop us from producing at this moment but anyway so it's interesting out of six siblings as I learn more about Lyme and the symptoms, it it's it's like it became clear as I reflected back and understood more of the symptoms. Oh my gosh, this is something I've been struggling with since I was a kid. We left the East Coast before I turned seven, moved out west. And ever since I could remember as a kid, like I I had, I seemingly struggled with quite a few different things that none of my other siblings necessarily dealt with. And one of which was just getting out of bed in the morning. And, and I, I remember many times, you know, final warning, if I have to come in here one more time, uh, more so than anyone else. And it was so easily misdiagnosed or just brushed over like I was just, I'm the issue where I'm just lazy or come on and kick on your boots and, you know, it, it that it just wasn't diagnosed. So we got to understand things too, obviously, because it'd be beneficial, more beneficial to catch these type of things earlier on. And through awareness, I believe we could get it to where insurance covers these things and it's more Western medicine can effectively jump on board and we can up our testing and everything. So anyway, all that is going to happen solely through awareness, just kind of like cancer 20, 30 years ago. I like paralleling these two because cancer 20, 30 years ago, in fact, wasn't covered by insurance, wasn't taught in our institutions. It was more so a conspiratorial, conspiratorial like disease that the naturopathic weirdos were talking about this and now look at it like cancer's running rampant and we have all sorts of centers all sorts of different treatments insurance is on board it's a part of our education system it's just it's just all over and that's epidemic levels as well but uh, anyway so a lot of things made sense. I even had, I was the only out of my six siblings that had almost like learning disabilities to where I had special ed in early, earlier classes and things like that. I would need like tutoring and, you know, just nose in the books and study, study, study. And it was having, I was having a really hard time um, even getting passing grades where seemingly all my other siblings some of which were easy four O's and um, just going breezing through school with flying colors. It was it was quite a, a difference between me and them. And it now it, a lot so much of this makes sense. Well, it's interesting the way I understand it now is our my God given immune system was stellar, especially as a kid. So even though I had Lyme, my immune system was effectively fighting it off. So sure, with the co-infections, there were some symptoms that still kind of came through and had an impact to an extent, but it was never chronic because my immune system was effectively fighting it off. But as you imagine, something that's never naturally just going to go away in your system, uh, illness such as Lyme, it you could do things to minimize obviously it getting any worse and supporting your immune system to potentially get it to a suppressive state to where it's not necessarily 
having a negative impact, if you will. But life happens. You get sick. You bonk your head. You eat something toxic. And you have stressful situations. And as life happened, and I bonk my head and, you know, have really t- challenging relationships, because emotional state here is actually very important too. And as I reflect back, all these emotional, you know, challenges I ended up with, I could see how additionally debilitating this, this disease became as though that challenge wasn't bad enough or hard enough in and of itself that there's another thing because once your emotional state goes up and you you're stressed and anxiety your system kind of goes flight or flight fight or flight um where your immune system basically stops working so Lyme ends up going kind of rampant and just having a heyday and wreaking havoc throughout your whole body and it produces all these co-infection toxins that amplify all those symptoms so oh girl breaks my heart like all of a sudden i'm feeling like hungover lethargic like no more happiness inside of me because this directly impacts dopamine and serotonin production throughout your body especially when it passes the blood brain barrier so like the life challenge becomes challenging in and of itself, but as that lowers and Lyme goes rampant. So anyway, inevitably, it's, 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 it's as if the Lyme creeps up, creeps up, creeps up to where it finally gets to a point it is winning and is now chronic. And that, that seems to be the case for me. And it was, I want to say even a little over three years ago that it actually became chronic, but being health conscious and taking these other roads kind of fought it off. But anyway, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to have my diagnosis. I'm grateful as bittersweet as it was. Um, it gave a clear path forward, clear ish path forward to in fact, start some protocols and, you know, just have hope. But treatments, Man, we need to bring awareness to up the quality of treatments because it's known in the Lyme community that what helps one individual doesn't necessarily do anything for the next. I mean, it can, but it's with, we're talking about a different body, a different system that's going to react different slash, I guess the co-infections are different too. And I've been told now seven, then nine, and then more than nine co-infections, a lot more than nine, maybe 14. I'm hearing all these things from all these different doctors. It's like, holy moly. So it's just going to impact everyone a little different, the disease itself, and also that road to recovery, unfortunately, is going to be a little different and uh, specialized and what have you. But nothing to, I mean... Nothing to really fret. I mean, it's just life. It's another challenge we got. It is what it is. And guys, please understand, I'm not here to play my violin. I'm here to bring awareness to something. Because the truth of the matter is everyone's got their challenges. You got your challenges. And I'm not... I feel like it would be hypocritical. It would be downright wrong, even evil, to make it a competition. It's not a competition. Mine don't trump your challenges. I'm just saying. They're my challenge. Like... they're my challenges and I accept them at at this point and I'm excited to help if 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 this type of awareness can have a positive impact to where people can rebound faster with where they're at fan freaking tastic that that's essentially what I'm going for here today hopefully that had the impact I intended it to have but anyway um so it's just interesting. Uh, what a scary thing that I seemingly could have this, not even in a dormant stage, which I guess with some people can be entirely dormant, where they really don't aren't dealing with any real negative effects, but and, and can almost live out their whole lives without ever knowing. I guess that's kind of a blessing, but more likely it's having a negative impact or two. So it's sad if someone never knew and you know what just what 
what would have their life look like if it was properly diagnosed 20, 30 years earlier, where would they be at? You know, like it's, it's just important, um, to brush up on all this stuff. And it's, there's nothing conspiratorial about this. You can, you can actually find the spiral key. So let's dive into Lyme as I understand it. It's an actual spiral key. It's it's really small. I mean, something's got to be pretty freaking small, as I understand it, to even pass the blood-brain barrier. And it it literally, if you looked up images of this actual tissue base, it's a real, like, almost a corkscrew-looking, just almost look parasite-looking thing. I guess the lime itself doesn't necessarily create or wreak havoc on the body it's all the co-infections it produces and has and there's two different like I guess stages or phases this spiral key could be at within your body and it's either the active state where it's essentially yeah actively releasing these co-infections throughout your body which are creating the negative symptoms or it could be in a hibernate uh hibernate it could be in hibernation state where it actually creates like a biofilm, like a cyst-like form around it, protecting itself. Meaning like if you just start, stop, you know, cut out all sugars and start feeding good nutrients and supplements, maybe even a antibiotic that is threatening it, it literally knows and can, goes in a hibernate state, hibernation state, which is scary because, um man if it protects itself as you're waging war on it trying to eradicate like it it just went dormant and so many people like with prior treatments I've even had I can testify to this like making sense to me because during certain treatments I felt improvement almost so much so I was like wow I think I think I'm good I think I'm getting back as soon as the treatments are over, like symptoms start coming back. In fact, it gets to a point I was even worse off than I was going into it because once they're no longer threatened, it's like they become active again and breed and spread like wildfire. And all of a sudden you're worse off than you were before. Um, if that makes any sense, I mean, that's to envision a little, nanoparticle spiral key like embedding itself all throughout the body i mean you think about that type of threat versus like your typical bacteria your cold or your flu or even a parasite itself it seems like it has limitations on where it can dwell within your body um you know the sinus seems to be through your respiratory where it can live in your nasal and in your throat and in your lungs but that's it like your cold doesn't go beyond that. Your flu seems a little more resilient where that bacteria can thrive and like, you know, upset your stomach and digestive and also, you know, give you the runny nose and earaches and all, all that fever. So that seems more resilient in your basic cold. Parasites as well, but they're limited to where they can dwell. The spiral key in Lyme pretty much has unlimited access throughout your whole body. And that's a pretty scary fact to wrap your mind around. So since my diagnosis three years ago, I've been to, we'll just say like six doctors, seven, I think different, six or seven different protocols now. All of them seem to have like pros and cons. Some of it was all of them had a supplement-based regimen, a diet-based regimen, an exercise to an extent, um, some tinctures like holistic. Uh, some of them, I mean, the treatments span the whole spectrum as I've looked into out there where some of them are, excuse me, energy-based because I guess we're kind of energy beings as well. Like our body, almost like a battery, we got a negative, positive, and anyway, I guess that can get out of whack. And 
there's ways of setting that right. And I've done some of that kind of work, hyperphysics. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I felt, <laughs> here's another fun fact with Lyme. I never heard of the term herxing. Herxing, I guess, is a term that is used in other with other illnesses where as you're positively treating your illness and it's moving the needle in the right direction, it actually gets worse before it gets better. So they, this term is a Herx reaction to your treatments is a, supposedly a good indicator. It's not a fun one to have because it shows, hey, things are working. Um, and I realized firsthand with some of these treatments like what herxing was and oh you take these droplets but start slow at this low amount one or two once a day and I started moving up to six twice a day and next thing you know I was just I couldn't like wasn't it what a roller coaster I remember laying in bed just like I really have to use the restroom like really bad and I just be sitting there well dang it I need to use the restroom and I just sit there and I think about it. Hour goes by. I'm still thinking about it. The whole afternoon goes by. And I just have a realization. Wow, I still haven't used it. What am I? What am I? You're literally just and you're just existing. I don't know how to explain it. You're just existing. It's crazy. And eventually you gotta go and you get up and you're just like, wow. What just happened? And you don't even really realize it's like after and it takes weeks to get out of that state. And you reflect back like, I don't even remember that these last three weeks. It's crazy. The impacts. Let's jump into some of the symptoms. And in the chronic stage came a point these symptoms were all simultaneously happening at the same time some of these symptoms were just coming coming on and off all throughout since i was a kid it blows my mind that i went over 30 years being misdiagnosed thinking oh you know arthritis or oh it's just you or oh uh you just got a crummy immune system or you're just mentally whatever and a depressed individual it was it was just made out to be me no one really acknowledging or being able to identify that there was a underlining issue that was causing all these other other things so so important to bring awareness but anyway there's a lot of uh so things I dealt with Lyme specific and it seems to be pretty uh, general where I had a lot of pain throughout the body stiffness it just you know especially like lower back my neck my rib cage my, my whole torso as I like turn back and forth tension in my legs and this is a very inflammatory illness where you get inflammation throughout the body. One Lyme individual that dealt with Lyme explained it like the very fascia that runs under the skin throughout the whole body. It's like the fascia itself is inflamed and tense and sensitive. And that resonated with me. Uh, skin blemishes because as it produces all these co-infections and toxins throughout your body. Okay, no wonder your largest organ is a... 39 year old man it looks like i'm in high school you know i get flushed i even look flushed right now but uh you know i just dealt with pimples and zits and things of that nature sorry don't mean to gross anyone out but you deal with that like supposedly an, a normal person just in their puberty phase in life but is it adult to deal with that and be conscious like like it, it no, no one wants to deal with that excuse me but uh yeah it's not just a face like that's actually been an issue and at one point I dealt with boils where my face was swollen my jawline was swollen I you know have even some scars on my chest shoulders like the the skin it's been a challenge I ended up 
with bumps and boils at one point on my arms. And yeah, just crazy. So other than skin, like digestive issues, (laughs) talk about, let's get a little more graphic, but hey, uh, bear with me here. These are just some of the symptoms, but it's like I, at times, ended up a toxic gas factory. Like, I don't even know how other, uh, like, to explain it. Like, I remember just being in awe at times. Like, where is this gas even coming from? I don't even know. I wish I had Dr. Berg's uh, digestive enzyme back then because that seems to help help balance things out a bit. But my goodness. Yeah, the the gas can just be challenging let's say headaches end up dealing with all sorts of no rhyme no reason with all these things mind you one afternoon might be good and that evening might be a problem or vice versa one day versus the next day one week versus the next week it just no rhyme or reason but headaches and they would be debilitating like full-blown migraines um brain fog So now this is tying in not to totally excuse my challenges on communication, but holy moly, brain fog obviously has a problem, like has its own challenge, like, okay, processing your own thoughts and cognitive and gears going and what have you. But, but there came a point where speech became such an issue for me where like I could barely put the thoughts together in my head it's a it was it was a whole next level putting my thoughts to words with my mouth um that tied into being lethargic a lot of the bees like babesia borrelia uh bartonella um i guess are also the same thing or uh tied to mono so lethargic like mono-esque symptoms where you're just tired always tired I mean there were times I could sleep pretty much 24 hours a day there were days I was just in and out of consciousness I happened to turn on the television in the morning you know upon waking up and just oh man I can't get out of bed I turn on I wouldn't even play a show I intended to but I'd be in and out of conscious all day and it would just be, there wouldn't be even a show playing. That's how dysfunctional, lethargic, like how tired, just non-functional. It's, it's crazy. Um, I don't fancy myself a lazy person. Are you kidding me? I attribute a above all God keeping me here, but secondly, a level of fitness and, just awareness I don't know with food it's interesting like out of all my siblings even reflecting back like as much I liked candy are you kidding me I liked sugar sugary treats but there was something about me I think subconsciously that just knew like so you had a veggie platter out and you had some candy like sure yeah I'd have some candy but I would gravitate more towards the veggie platter what freaking kid does that you know that's where I think subconsciously or my body knew what it was going to take and just would gravitate to what it took to survive in a way. So I could attribute making it through 100% God undoubtedly was there seeing me through. But on top of that, like fitness, as hard as it was, especially with these things, like it's also attributed to making helping uh get me through so as these little bastards are in your brain and literally having these cognitive issues like of course it's gonna affect your memory so my memory's never been that great shoot certain holidays to this day like i i the actual date it's like okay when is that i won't even like i'll be like oh yeah i'll be over there for that you know thanksgiving or even Christmas and be like not knowing where that was and and being embarrassed I wouldn't even ask I had to just resort to Google or phone or something later but uh 
all sorts of things. And that's what's crazy about memory. You don't know what you don't, you don't remember what you don't remember. So like uh, journaling has been huge and definitely could dive into some pretty (sighs) eye-opening stories. Like one specifically, like I grew up in an era where we pledge of allegiance all through all through all the all the school years elementary junior high high school it was it was like a pledge pledge of allegiance right i mean i could even for some reason remember pretty much the national anthem but what was it within my diagnosis i was taking down the american flag from in front of the house and i had it inside the house and i just had a feeling as i was setting old glory uh, leaning up properly against a wall, not touching the ground. And I just felt like reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. And I, I pledge, you know, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And I was just stuck. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And I was just stuck. I instantly grabbed from my phone, but I, I kind of realized in that moment, wait a sec, wait a sec. You know this, dude. You freaking know this. And I genuinely stood there 20 plus minutes trying to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And I couldn't get through it. And that was just a almost a emotional moment where I knew, I knew, like, yeah, things, things, like, this, this isn't normal, right? So I had to look it up. I'm pleased to say I've relearned it and I can recite it. <laughs> it's an important uh, uh, pledge that we need to integrate back into our schools. But anyway, that's just an example. The impossible feeling of getting out of bed. And it's not just a feeling. It's genuinely... Like impossible some days, some moments. I'm over six years sober now. And it's interesting. The best description I have, considering being young, dumb, building that relationship with alcohol, like the best explanation I can, maybe this brings clarity to some folk out there, maybe not for you non drinkers. And but it's as though it's like the worst hangover. Like you can't function with that worst hangover. Like that, that for lack of better words, it's kind of what it was, but it was just nauseam, aches, brain fog, like headache, migraine all at once. Like you get up and it's just like, nope. Like you sit up, you, put, you take your head off that pillow. You're like, nope, not today. Sometimes your body's just like, not today. But uh, stress, anxiety leading to irritability, I think will draw that'll tie into mood. But all of this, as you can imagine, leads to chronic depression. You deal with these type of debilitating day to day, seemingly stuck, can't get out of. You know, you're made the issue from family, friends, loved ones. Just the world as we know it. Are you kidding me? How does this not lead to depression? Uh, but it's more than that. Because Lyme, unfortunately, specifically correlates to a, a lot of actual suicide. So there's there's something to it that in a way has that additional impact on folk that you know your your typical depression doesn't have like that that stat that Lyme does with the depression like connected to it and I and I believe because it it's it has multiple layers to it and one of those layers is how it affects dopamine and serotonin and the lack of production in your own body and if you think about it so 
you're depressed because all these other things and you're stuck in this like downward spiral, but also your body isn't even producing anything happy, like the good feeling. It's miserable. It's hell on earth in the flesh. This is scary stuff, guys. And it's real. I lived it. So many others lived it. And we'll be having them on. I can't wait. Because we need to move the needle forward. This, especially when we start touching on as to how rampant this disease is in life. Are you freaking kidding me? You should be on fire for it too. Anyway, 24-7 ringing in both my ears, also known as tinnitus. I, I believe I said that right. It is a bugger. In fact... I'm going to turn the air on if you don't mind. One moment. That, in fact, had been bugging me this whole time. I could hear that ringing this whole time. This was muffling things out. So between my own words, it was driving me nuts. And this kind of increasingly got worse as we even started addressing the Lyme and fighting it. So... I have to travel now with a fan. I cannot sleep without a fan. If I got locked in a room with no white noise, I'd literally go insane. Uh, it's it's crazy. My heart goes out to anyone that's dealing with that, especially warriors, you know, with the concussions and, like, the sound, um, ugh, bombs and things of that nature. Oh, my, uh... What would you call it? Sensory. Like, whatever. We'll just dive into the things. <laughs> I'm fighting for words here. But my eyes became uh, very sensitive to the light, even to this day. Um, Got to have these sunglasses on as much as is beneficial as that vitamin D is and soaking in even the UV rays with your naked eye. Uh, at times, I've had to bend that, be that guy wearing sunglasses even indoors. And I'm not trying to be cool. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I can't even think because it's too bright. Um, and ears becoming more sensitive to loud noise. I uh, frequently had a loss of balance, like a feeling of vertigo. Um, which is challenging because I've considered myself athletic throughout my whole life because you know like that fitness part we touched on just being an attributor to keeping me here but losing a lot of that and as well as uh, loss of strength slash muscle mass slowly turning that around which is pretty exciting stuff there's hope irregular sleep often hard to fall asleep it's a big one. I mean, I never felt rested. It didn't matter how much sleep. I could do 10 hours, 12 hours, and you just wake up and just I didn't ever feel rested. Never got enough. It's I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, more pain, hips. Um, but yeah, the moodiness, irritability, even Lyme rage. Lyme rage is a new one as far as people that have dealt with Lyme I've personally been talking to that share their whole Lyme rage. Ugh. Yes, I've done it. Family, friends, strangers, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you've, for those that have experienced me raging just erratically, highly emotional, just moody. I mean, yeah, granite with lime. You have all these other things, but no one wants to be that guy. No one wants to have that impact and drag anyone down. But I guess lime rage is a thing. And it's definitely been a thing for me as I reflect back. So I genuinely apologize. And I, I hope I can make amends with everyone 
Yes, even my parents. Well, doctors and clinics. Now, I've uh, I've wanted to go through Invita because they seem to be on the front lines for so many things. And since I got my latest positive Lyme diagnosis through their clinic specifically, and they were very thorough, I believe, like I had some pretty substantial testing before them through the other Lyme doctors where I had upwards of 18 vials of blood and things of that nature. But holy moly, 31 vials of blood. Then we went in for another three or four. So uh, extremely thorough. That's a personal record for me. Three different urine samples, a saliva test, and also a vision test. So it was very thorough. But once I had that Lyme positive diagnosis, they built me out a protocol and an eight-week program. And it was going to be in the tune of seventy-five plus thousand dollars. And I'm currently in the midst attempting to uh, get that. However, luckily, my current regiment is having this amazing, profound effect. And as and, and that ties into like my personal journey with God, too, where seeking that closeness, he's been miraculously like. I can't even explain the gifts that have been given if I, as I've sought that out personally. But on the clinical side, it seems to also have be having a positive effect which i'm extremely grateful for but we won't know with time until without time as to how effective this current regimen is so i'd love to obviously i might just have to sell the house that i'm not even living in i gotta rent out those rooms just to stay afloat so if i'm not living in this camper i'm living in another one humbling fact Mm -hmm. that's how i'm living my life but i'm grateful for it extremely grateful to have a place to lay my head and a roof over it that it may be a mobile one sure it's so great anyway um if you want more information and you feel inclined let's go ahead and plug a gofundme my blessed siblings kicked off for me when i wasn't even a place of functioning to even start something up like that shout out to ben but uh you can go on GoFundMe, and I believe you could just type in James First Lime, and that'll pop up. But more important than, hey, throwing a dollar my way, more important, there's information and social media and, and, and information links you could obtain through there that could be an easy way of spreading awareness. So if you could forward that on, oh my gosh, I'd be ever so grateful. That would be huge. But, um, so as far as the doctors and clinics, just ensure they're Lyme literate. Because these other doctors, Western medicine, like, if they haven't done additional education, a lot of these other doctors, like, it's weird. Western medicine, these doctors that feel entitled as if, oh, all they did was get their MD and they know it all, even if they've been in practice 20, 30 years. But that was all the education they got. They don't know diddly. I mean, some of these Lyme literate doctors, they they continue their education. They're continually going to these conferences. And they got their MD, naturopathic. Like, uh, I, I can't even, some of the decoration or whatever you would call that decorated doctor. I don't know. <laughs> Accolades. I mean, but some of the, the actual document, like they're, very well educated and they're 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 going about in a humble sense find yourself a doctor that actually actually knows right and a disclaimer i suppose if that doctor was ever pro the covid jab and they're not putting forth like apologies this and that like you're wasting your time it's a doctor that just did what they were told, didn't do their due diligence. And a doctor that isn't effectively looking out for your health and well-being and doing their due diligence, like, to me, that's, they're not even fulfilling the very role of a doctor. I don't care if they have doctor before their name. 
That's just me personally. Anyway, so just look into that. Um, we definitely make more connections because there seems to be good clinics worldwide. Um, treatments, man, we covered a lot of that. But IVs seem to help. Hyperbaric oxygen treatment seem to help. Uh, red light therapy, uh, sauna, especially infrared sauna, uh, diet, supplementation, disulfiram, some a the actual anti antibiotics, but to an extent. And most of these treatments integrate all these things. I've even heard some treatments, chemo actually being administrated to to fight Lyme. Some doctors are like, you got to be freaking kidding me. But they've, they're literally trying all sorts of things. That's why we need to uh, up the testing, the treatments. All this happens through awareness. I mean, shoot, we are where cancer was 20, 30 years ago with Lyme. Let me share a fact worthy thinking on. A clinic... Specifically, and I'll need to talk to them. I'd love to name drop, but anonymity is obviously important. And if they want to come on and share this information, but there's a clinic that originally was based in cancer treatments that onboarded Lyme. And as they under, got to understand Lyme more and more, they were like curious. How many, well, let's start testing some of our cancer patients. I'm curious how many of these might actually have Lyme and, and not know. Well, over the last decade, supposedly 74, 75% of their cancer patients that didn't know they had Lyme tested positive for Lyme. Uh, I hope you grasp that. 75% of their cancer patients their cancer, their positive cancer patients. They were curious. They test them for Lyme. Over 75% of them have Lyme. Now you got to understand about cancer could never cause Lyme. Lyme, 100%, has been attributed undeniably to producing cancer, being an attributor to cancer. This in of itself, this finding, I believe is phenomenal and needs to be thoroughly researched because hypothetically if we could start addressing Lyme more effectively doesn't this pose the opportunity of potentially eradicating over 75% of the world's current cancer can't this potentially prevent future other individuals futuristically speaking from even having to deal with cancer if we can address Lyme before the cancer even takes place now even for my dumb brain this makes sense because if you got something that's suppressing your immune system creating all this havoc I mean just just the inflammation within your body and suppressing your immune systems enough that you could breathe in an, a particle that normally your body, pff, no thing, fight it off, no problem. But with the Lyme, now that particle sets root, it's carcinogenic, it, it, now can cancer starts running rampant throughout your body because of the Lyme. 75% of their patients that it didn't have a positive Lyme diagnosis got their Lyme diagnosis through this one specific clinic. It's unbelievable. Big Pharma wouldn't want uh, things like this. They don't want the root of the issue to be figured out because these diseases are money makers. Insane money makers. Ooh, there's another point I want to touch on there. Let's think if I can go there in my head real quick. Lime, cancer. Ah, I apologize. Oh, that bugs me. Doesn't that bug you when that happens and you just can't get, you can't, oh, it was right there, you know? What happens to me more 
<laughs> than I'd like to admit, and seemingly more than average. I apologize. So, information. Sourcing's important. Google is limited. DuckDuckGo. I, I would personally challenge uh, those that are actually curious to look into the book Bitten. Because it touches on the origins of Lyme, but also history and things on uh, bio-warfare. In fact, on that note, let me play you a clip here. This is, some, this is a topic and a discussion for another day that I really want to dive into. And I want to bring more receipts. But the book Bitten pretty much indisputably proves and connects Lyme from being created for man. That this isn't a natural disease at all. In fact, and by being created by man, it's a bioweapon. But it's, it, it's wild. Um, but here, let me play this clip. This is a recent, fairly recent, as I know it, gentleman uh, addressing Congress regarding just this topic. And this is as far as I want to go with it today, and we'll move on. To offer an amendment to the National 2 NDAA to task the Pentagon IG to probe whether ticks were ever weaponized with Lyme disease or any other dangerous pathogen. Our legislation passed the House but died in the Senate was told that the IG did not have sufficient capacity or bandwidth uh, to investigate. So tonight, the new Smith-Peterson Amendment instead tasks the GAO with that job. For years, Mr. Speaker, books and articles have been written credibly asserting that significant research at Fort Detrick in Plum Island and elsewhere was conducted to turn ticks into bioweapons. In her book, Bitten, the secret history of Lyme disease and biological weapons, Chris Newby includes interviews with Dr. Willie Berkdorfer, the researcher who is credited with discovering Lyme disease. Turns out that Dr. Bergdorfer was a bioweapons specialist. The interviews combined with access to Dr. Bergdorfer's files reveals that he and other bioweapons specialists stuffed ticks with pathogens in a quest to cause disability, disease, and death. Mr. Speaker, with Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases exploding in the United States, an estimated 300,000 to 427,000 cases new cases each year, and 10 to 20% of those people with chronic Lyme, Americans have a right to know whether or not any of this is true. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Let's figure that out. My goodness. If you're still with me, thank you for being here. Um, it's wild. Another fun fact in that book, Bitten, it touches on and has stats that show they it proves more than a thousand americans were contracting lyme each and every day this is published i believe in 97 start doing the math on that millions of americans now that's not that's not even showing that i believe for females that have lyme and their 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 offspring automatically through the womb and what have you are also going to contract Lyme. It's just the that God-given immune system. You know, that baby's born with a fresh slate. So it doesn't necessarily seem that debilitating out the gate, but down that road. But who's... So Lyme is obviously way bigger issue than we all know. And I think it's being suppressed for a reason, especially if it's man-created. I mean, shoot accountability would suck right anyway we're thinking about now i am still in the battle for my life currently in regards to lime and i don't know what the future holds but i'm excited and i'm so grateful to be where i'm at in this moment i want those that are struggling with it to know there's hope there's light there's lime <laughs> There's life after Lyme, in Lyme, through Lyme. Let's unite. Let's connect. We can do this together. 
let's stop being such self-serving selfish creatures and, and address and, and make for a better world i mean that's what i want to accomplish with this platform and with stories and just everything touch on all these things and this shouldn't be threatening i shouldn't feel the need like i did the other day to say i'm not suicidal been there done that i feel that's a very healthy uh place to come from i mean depression and things of that nature it's like we're not effectively taught how to talk about it should be championed it should be oh my gosh thank you for letting me like and so we could team around like support but it's like a demonized people are embarrassed people feel bad so they sweep under the rug and that's that's just horrific and it and it perpetuates it 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 can even magnify it it's not bringing it to the surface and addressing and and healing but i i oh so my heart goes out to those that are dealing with it whether they have a disease or not mm. guys let's let's get this out there let's get the ball rolling um i'm excited I love you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, have a blessed day and look forward to next time.